Uh, hey, and we are back somehow. We I've managed not to completely screw all this up, and we've somehow got another episode going. So, um, well, how you, how you doing, today, Will? Hey, doing good, man. Just uh, coming off a good week. The Oklahoma Libertarian Party has been putting a lot of work in. We affiliated in Oklahoma County, which is the biggest county in the state last week. So we're full steam ahead, man. So good things happening here. Awesome. <clears throat> Sorry if I sound a little rough tonight. I, I've been fighting allergies and sinuses and all that good jazz. I hear that. We got We got the same shit here, man. No worries. Yeah, this big nose sucks up all that pollen and it just ruins me. <laughs> so, well, so it's been a weird week. It's it's just 2020 part two, um, just chapter two of 2020. I don't care what's behind 20, but uh, so we're back to banning menthols again because, you know, that was so well received the first go around. Uh it's just ridiculous. I don't I don't get it. Yeah, it's it's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. It's it, basically the entire article that I read. It's being promoted by this organization that is promoting uh, health and the black community, and yeah, and it's being pushed to, to the FDA and Joe Biden's apparently looking at it and whatnot and. They said that was 87% of all black smokers smoke menthols. So their solution is, is black people don't have it rough enough. So we'll take the one thing that they enjoy away from them. Exactly. How about freedom and liberty in the black community? How about that? No, the best we can do is uh, ban menthols. And what's ridiculous is they've got this assumption like, okay, they're smoking menthol cigarettes. We'll ban those. They're not going to just start using normal cigarettes. They'll just quit altogether because that makes perfect sense. You know, that's logical. Yeah, Joe Biden said, I will uh, release and pardon all cannabis smokers. And we're, what, three months, four months down the road. And he's like, yeah, the best I can do is ban menthols. So... Man, it's it almost just, seems to me like it's some kind of litmus test. Like, you know, every time it seems like they're always just testing, taking little steps, seeing what little freedoms they can take away. Can they get away with it? And if they can, well, they're going to keep doing more. And, you know, I haven't seen – I've seen an uproar from the libertarian community, of course, but we're always in an uproar. I haven't seen much uproar from anybody else. I don't know about you. Have you seen anybody speak up against it, especially from the black community? Uh, not really, and and I really don't understand it. It's, I think a lot of people are saying, well, it's just a small thing. It's it's just, it's just cigarettes. It's just menthols. Yeah, but it, it always starts somewhere. It starts small here with the menthols, and then next thing you know, they're going to ban Ronald McDonald, and they're going to take the clown and throw him in prison because he's made people fat and. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we're going to ban sodas and, you know, like New York did, they had that soda tax and, you know, if he had, what was it? It wasn't even just soda. It was like, if you bought no a large drink. drink. Yeah. Yeah. It's, no, it's just, absolute bullshit and they're going to keep doing it to get away with it. And it's, you're right. It is a small thing. Maybe to, to me, I don't smoke menthol cigarettes, so I don't care. But the principle of it, man, is just disgusting. It's like, why do you, the, the fact that it's small makes it bigger. 
Why do they think if it's small, why shouldn't it even be on Washington, D.C.'s, you know, radar? Why should they even have a part in that whatsoever? Just to me, that makes it even a bigger deal. You know, like if they wanted to, uh, you know, focus on bigger issues, I would understand that. But this is like they're trying to get into every facet of our individual personal lives. And that's just that's even worse to me, man. I'm like for the principle of it. I'm like, we've got to draw a line. In fact, I don't know if I don't know if you approve of me saying this, but I put on my Instagram this week. I was like, this is the last straw for me. These cigarettes, man. I, I support the dissolution of the federal government now. Like, I don't think there's anything to salvage from them. I think that they're completely too far gone to be useful anymore. Clearly, they're willing to take any step to take freedom away that they can. And well, I'm over it, man. States rights. Let's I, I say give the power back to the states. We don't need them anymore. Well, welcome to anarchy, my friend. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so, yeah, it's just uh, when the federal government's looking to ban anything, it's obviously too big. It's just the size and scope of the federal government's way too big. They're just it. it's stupid. It's it's one of the most asinine, petty shit items that they could worry about. Um, you know, how about worry about like fulfilling some of those campaign promises like you know legalizing marijuana or getting people out of prison for non-violent crimes we're getting but children we, out of cages at the freaking border yeah doing that um, you know like any one thing that you promised other than putting yourself in the white house exactly it's almost like they just think of these crappy little issues to bring up so that they can fill headlines with something because if they don't have that then people start catching on. Hey, maybe he's not doing that much. Maybe he's not really actually doing a good job, but as long as he's got the headlines going and he can make it seem like he's actively trying, maybe that's a better alternative for them. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's almost like, uh, it's almost like Joe Biden's full of shit. I mean, I know that's controversial. You're not allowed to say that, but it's almost like the man's full of shit. He's completely but, full of shit. Yeah. Yeah. And I almost so, doubt that it's him. Like, I doubt he's had any of uh, these ideas in the first place. His mind's too far gone. I don't know who's pulling his strings, you know, his cabinet or Kamala or what, but I don't think these ideas are organically his. I think he's just sits in a room and zones out for 10 minutes while other people tell him what he's going to be saying, you know? I don't know. Yeah, he's 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 in charge of absolutely nothing, and I, I would include his own bladder in in, in that assessment. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm fairly certain he's got like a diaper made that changes his ass once a week. Oh, so so from well, we'll go from uh, banning cigarettes to uh, fuck the police real quick here. Uh, uh, so I don't know if anyone has seen this or not, but how do I do this here? share there we go there we go there we go open ah uh, you crap ah uh, ah uh, no we're new we're new to StreamYard. give us some time to get acquainted i'm trash every time i do this i mess it up that's all on me that's all good man i couldn't do it um Crap. Let's see here. Let's go ahead. It's <clears throat> Apple and I love Apple for their security, but it gets in the way of like everything. And it's just, it's one of those things, you know, let's see. 
Accessibility. Yeah, I, I love Apple products, it, but they are just... The security on them is redonkulous. I mean, we're talking everything is locked up, which is good. Sure. Because, uh, you know, after... We, after uh, um, Let's see if I can pull it up on here. Maybe mine will do it a little easier. Yeah, see if you can find it. I'll send you the article here. I got it in the New York Times. Will that work? That'll be fine. That'll work. Yeah. But so I'll go ahead and talk about it a little bit. Uh, what it come down to is uh, a police department in D.C. was uh, the victim of a ransomware attack. Um, and the, the group, <clears throat> these, these hacker groups have some of the weirdest names, uh, but they're called Babook. Babook. Bravo Alpha, Bravo Uniform Kilo. Are you seeing this, and, Chris? Mm, let me see. No. Let me see here, man. I think I'm getting the same problem you're getting. Oh, there we go. No, it's working. It's working. Okay. All right. Here there we go. you go. Yeah. <clears throat> so, really, yeah, it's it's... It's oh my god, it's funny. So they they stole the information for a bunch of confidential informants and are threatening to release it to local crime groups, uh, organized crime groups, and and are looking in exchange for not releasing this information uh, a Bitcoin payout. (laughs) I wonder how much have they asked uh, specifically for an amount? Uh, not anywhere that I've seen have they. Uh, made a statement. Uh, as far as I've seen, the D.C. Police Department hasn't even acknowledged. Like they've not come out and said that they've been hacked. Because um, everything I've seen is was allegedly. But being that <clears throat> this many places are reporting on it now, that doesn't necessarily. Holy crap! Yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's one hundred percent factual. But it just goes to show that government is absolutely good at only two things, killing Americans and stealing their money while before they kill them. So exactly right. Well, I know we have that, you know, do not negotiate with terrorist policy on the federal end. I don't know if that applies to local police departments, but it sounds like they've got quite a conundrum on their hand. Cause if you want, you know, if you want a bunch of your informants to get killed, that's going to be on them if they're not willing to make that payout. And, they didn't have their shit secured. That's on them too. Sounds like that police department's going to be under under fire more than anyone. Yeah. Now, who who are they going to go to now for when you know they're looking for informants on who's making illegal underground menthol cigarettes? <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> man. Exactly. We're going to find all the menthol informants. All that database is hacked now. They're screwed. Yeah. They. Yeah. They. They. They're not going to have anybody to flip on the menthol makers and. Who's selling the best weed in town and Dude, all and that good. We always talk about as libertarians, you know, there's no law too small that the government won't kill you for it. Well, Eric Garner in New York City a few years ago, I don't remember what year that was, but, you know, he was the one who uh, kind of he got choked to death by the police and he was not in shape. And I think they ruled it a heart attack, but uh, he was selling single cigarettes. That's the whole reason they were trying to arrest him anyway, just because he was literally selling cigarettes to people in New York City. And that was because the taxes were so high, people can't afford packs there. So he'd drive to New Jersey, come back and sell those singles. 
It's going to be the exact same for menthol. We know economics. They just opened up an underground market. Now there's a black market for menthol cigarettes. Yeah, it's <clears throat> yeah. He uh, yeah. I was actually talking to somebody about that today. I said, you know, you may not care, but if you think about it, you know, they killed Eric Garner for selling single cigarettes. I said, what are they going to do to people selling menthols? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's going to be the same result. So you know, it it, <laughs> it just it just comes down to. Uh, if you can make menthols, you'll just start selling them and, or help, you know, people on like border States might go to Mexico and buy menthols there, go to Canada, buy menthols there. And yeah, it's probably exactly what's going to happen. You're yeah. They're just opened up the market. It's just ridiculous that they target that specifically because it's not like menthol is like, you know, fruity or like anything like that. I mean, it's not, it's not attractive to kids. It's not, I don't get it, man. I can't. Yeah, well, they also said uh, flavored cigars because they said flavored cigars are a big issue, too. I'm like, come on, get bent. See, this is like, I mean, if you can't see this progression, we grew up with all of these things being completely normal. If 20 years ago the government started talking about this stuff, banning flavored cigars, banning menthols, everyone would be pissed off. I think it'd be a completely different reaction. But the government has progressively taken more and more freedom, and it seems like we're just conditioned to it now. Like it seems like we just don't even know how to have an uproar anymore because we're so used to having these little little steps taken against us constantly. Yeah, it does come down to another thing too as well. It's it, it if you remember, um, I want to say it was probably like 22 years ago is when they first started banning smoking inside of like restaurants and buildings and stuff like that. Cause I remember as a kid going into restaurants and there was a smoking section and non-smoking. That's right. Now it's just outside smoking and inside's not. And the side's not. That's right. And at least, and there's still some bars, at least in Oklahoma, some of our bars still allow it. And at least there's an argument for that. Like, well, if you're smoking inside, you're affecting everybody in the in the building, you know, with secondhand smoke. At least there's a there's a non-aggression principle argument to be had there about whether mm-hmm. that's, you know, should be right or not. But the ban, there's no there's no argument there. That's simply taking people's freedoms. And the targeting menthol thing and making it about race seems especially wrong and just weird and like, what the hell are these people thinking, man? <laughs> Yeah. <coughs> Sorry. Um Bless you. So it just yeah, thanks. It it comes down to, you know, apparently black people didn't have it hard enough in this country, so they had to take away their one one vice that they really enjoyed cuz I think the the studies uh cited like 87% of black smokers uh choose menthol over anything else. So yeah, so let's just let's just, you know, let's take everything we have from people and let's just pretend like, you know, we're doing it in the name of safety. And, and honestly, really from a libertarian standpoint, uh, this may be good for us as a party um, because they're going to, eventually they're going to hit something that people will refuse to give up and they'll be so used to banning stuff. And this prohibition mindset that uh, they'll just not give a shit and people will be like, okay, we we've got to fix this. This is a this is a real problem. Or maybe I'm wrong, and people like being stepped on, and they love being uh, they love being sub to 
Dom, Daddy, uh, Uncle Sam. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't you know. know. A lot of that. It's it's both, man. There's there's gonna be, you know, like I I've heard this saying. Maybe I heard it from you, but uh, it was like, uh, you know, we're not gonna we're not gonna convert the sheep's. We're trying to wake up the wolves. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah. I kind of like that. But um, I feel like there's gonna be some people in the black communities that probably don't care. Some menthol smokers who probably are going to either move to other cigarettes or just let it happen. And they'd probably like Biden and Kamala Harris so much that they would, you know, do whatever they said. But I bet there's going to be some who look at this and say, no, I'm done. This is, this is taking my freedom. This is part of my day, part of my everyday life. And I was just, when you were saying those things, I had some memes in the work. I was like, we need to don't tread on menthol flag with a cigarette in the middle of it. You know, we need to start putting that messaging out and saying, hey, look, if you're a menthol smoker and you think this is wrong, there's a party who supports you 100 percent. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen some awesome memes. So if you remember, it was a uh, uh, USA Today, I believe, uh, back. Um, I want to say it was after the the Vegas shooting. They come out with this article for all the most dangerous attachments for AR-15s. Yeah. That became an instant meme template. Oh, yeah. And people have started putting cartons of uh, uh, Newports and single <laughs> packs of Newports on the, the bottom of the handguard for an AR. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I've seen uh, uh, I've seen the, the Gatson flag from Texas, and it's a box of Newports, and it says, come and take it. Come and take see that's what's up. Yeah. I should be following this stuff. I'm surprised I haven't seen anything yet. But we need to be advertising and going out and and honestly, even some in person stuff, doing some protests and stuff. I mean, you know, it's a small thing to people, but it's a big thing in principle. And if we if we act like that, people will be like, Hey, those people over there are fighting for me. You know, they're fighting for what sister, stop it. Lay. My dog's mm-hmm. been loud. But uh, you know, I think that this is an opportunity. Like all of these infringements are. That's how we got to see it. Every time the government takes a step, we got to see it as an opportunity to cut their foot off and and grow a little bigger. And it's a libertarian opportunity for sure. Yeah, it does seem <clears throat> it does come off kind of bad saying you know this is an opportunity, but I mean that's really what it comes down to being is you know guns don't affect everybody. Not everybody's you know a gun advocate. Or, or you know someone who owns a gun um even after last year when we added 88 million new gun owners mm-hmm. estimated uh which when joe biden won the election all of which lost them in tragic boating accidents in their local lake yep. and lake yeah. levels have have skyrocketed uh by at least 30 feet due to all, the, all these boating accidents basic displacement yeah uh but it really just comes down to you know they'll eventually tread on, you know, enough rights as, you know, human beings and people will finally just, I'm, I'm really hoping people will just finally say this enough's enough. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, you took, you, you took this, you took that, you took my menthols to that. what I was using to compensate for me, not storming, you know, DC and tar and feather every politician I could find. Mm-hmm. And it, it just comes down to, you know, eventually people are going to have enough. Hope, and that's uh, at least my hope is, you know, a lot of people will make excuses for the government. You know, on the left, you'll see, uh, you know, they'll say cops are bad, but we need the government to take care of us. Well, cops are an arm of the government. 
So, you know, who's, who's going to take the guns? We want to def- defund the police, but we want to ban all your guns. Well, man, connect the dots. Who's, who's going to come take them? What are you talking about? Yeah, the ATF can only kill, shoot so many dogs at a time and burn down so many houses with women and children at a time. And then you exactly. see on the right, on the right, they'll say, "Oh, well, you know, we don't trust the government, but we we love cops." Um, mm, I, I don't think either side understands how this works. I don't. I don't think you guys are really, really grasping the idea, the concept of what you're saying. You can't be pro cop and anti government or anti large government at the same time because cops are once again the the pretty much the smoking gun arm of the government, whether it's the state government or federal government. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the feds they have their own policing forces, and uh, it it just comes down to pick 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 a side. I mean, just. You're either for cops or against cops. If you're against cops, you can't be pro-government. If you're for cops, you have to love government and think that, you know, Joe Biden, Daddy Joe Biden and Mama Kamala Harris are going to coddle you into submission. So, I mean. Exactly. And it's like this widespread cognitive dissonance on both sides. It's almost like the mental gymnastics are just so widespread that everybody's learned them. And they've all memorized them and accepted them. And you and I know that they're completely illogical and unprincipled because we're, we come from a party and an ideology that's very based in principle and very specific in our logic. And there's no jumping around. I mean, it's, we built it from the ground made out of stone and it, it can't be broken, you know, but these guys will dance around all day because their loyalty is not to logic and it's not to principles. It's to the ideas that they grew up with and they want to hold on to them. Uh, shoot, man, Oklahoma. So we had a really big deal a couple weeks ago. We had this uh, law that was coming down the chain. It was a bill, and it was going to make it where our legislator could nullify any federal law. So, of course, the Libertarian Party here is like, hell yeah. And the Republicans were like, hell yeah. Well, one of the Republican senators who's kind of a big, you know, he's on the fence, kind of moderate, he uh, changed all the wording and ruined it all. Well, they had this big Oklahoma 2A rally pissed off about that because they wanted the right to nullify those federal laws. Well, today the governor signed a law that says that uh, local police departments in Oklahoma must comply with ICE. And I'm like, what the hell? And all the Republicans in that second amendment group were applauding it. And I was like, what the hell is wrong with you guys? Last week you're mad because, you know, everything changed and now we can't nullify federal laws. Now you're celebrating the forcing of police to cooperate with federal laws. Like, do you not see how idiotic this is, how illogical this is? I mean, it's mental gymnastics, man. Yeah, <clears throat> it's just uh, Gabby Douglas, the American Olympiad uh, from uh, the last Summer Olympics. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. It was two two Summer Olympics ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, She's phenomenal, and I would say top class, you know, one of the best out there. Mm-hmm. I don't think she could do the gymnastics required in order to <laughs> make all this bullshit make sense. Honestly. Uh, and I, it, it, it comes down to, you know, I, my problem with open immigration is, uh, you know, these sex traffickers and uh, you know, drug smugglers coming across the border. Well, there's an easy solution for that. 
It's very easy. And it, it, it really comes down to a very simple thing. You legalize drugs in the United States and you take away the cartel's power to manufacture and sell drugs. The, the, you get rid of these. And people are like, oh, well, pharmaceuticals are bad. Oh, yeah, I agree with that. But, you know, they're not going out with machetes and cutting people to pieces in the middle of Main Street. Not yet, anyways. But, uh, mm-hmm. and, you know, sex traffickers, there's a very simple solution. It's called the Second Amendment. And, uh, somebody grabs at your kid, you set up an appointment with whatever religious figure you identify with, and you let them explain it to them. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I mean, 1,600 feet per second per second, uh, you know, a very compelling argument. Honestly. So. And the other thing is, you know, even legalizing, like, prostitution and sex work. Like, the reason people, you know, have to do all that stuff on the underground is because we don't have a legal market for all those things. Like I lived in Germany for a few years and they did have that legal market and they had a lot less problems with sex trafficking and stuff. You're yeah. you hit the nail on the head, man. Like, you know, and you know, Republicans nor Democrats will accept either one of those solutions. Democrats believe in legalizing sex work, but it's for different reasons. They do it as more of a human rights issue um, for the sex worker versus a moral and an economic issue, but you're right, man. And I think if we, if we lived in Mexico, if we lived in Colombia and saw what our drug war is doing to places, you know, we'd probably understand that a lot faster, but since we're here in comfy America and, you know, all our problem is in those cages at the border, we don't really have to deal with it too much. Yeah. <clears throat> it, uh, yeah, I mean, Anything our federal government touches turns to shit. It's like reverse Midas. Mm. And, you know, you look at Iraq, you know, yeah, we got rid of Saddam, but now as soon as we pull out of Iraq, ISIS and Al-Qaeda and the Taliban, they're all just moved back in and the country will be, it'll be a lot, it'll be very similar to the way Syria is now. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, Afghanistan, as soon as we pull out, It'll go back to the way it's always been. You know, people have been trying to conquer Afghanistan for how many thousands of years? It's never worked. It's not going to work. I don't give a shit. Great. How much money we spend. Yep. Uh, You know, and I think we had talked about this before. It might have been the other guy that uh, the other podcast I was on. But, uh, you know, somebody was talking about, you, you know, Russia looking to invade Ukraine. Who gives a shit? I mean, it, it, it's we, if we get back into fighting with Russia, it's not going to benefit us. It's not going to benefit them. They pulled off the border in Ukraine. They're, Putin is basically daring Joe Biden to do something. And he's... I don't... So Putin is a prior KGB operative. He un, He's a very smart dude. He's a piece of shit. Yeah, he's a, he's a diehard communist, mm. and you know what he's doing to the guy who's opposition. You know they're framing him for all these bullshit crimes and whatever. Uh-huh. But he's just daring Joe Biden to do something so he can basically discredit the United States on the world stage, and so that Russia can have the authority that the United States does. Exactly, Let have it. Exactly. Let, let, let it be their problem. It, let let the UK and Germany and France and all them call on Russia for problems. Stop making it our fucking problem. We've got enough problems here. 
Absolutely. And if you want to, if you want to send them guns, send guns to Hong Kong, send guns to Ukraine, I'm all for it, but it's not our blood to spill. You know, those are their disputes and we've got our own problems and, you know, Americans are worth a lot. And we've been, we've been sacrificing way too many American lives for bullshit empire building, trying to protect the wrong groups. And um, truth is, you know, the world's a really complicated place. Culture's complicated. Like with the whole Russian invasion of Crimea in the Ukraine, you know, most of the people in that peninsula support Russia, not Ukraine, even though it was technically a Ukrainian territory. So sure, we can walk in there with our military and start World War III, even though the people who live there probably would rather be Russian than Ukrainian. I mean, it's it's like, you know, it's way more complicated than we want to make it. And yeah, no. Have you ever heard that story of uh, speaking of Putin being a huge asshole? He, uh, but also smart. He was meeting with Angela Merkel, who is the Chancellor of Germany, mm. and I guess she has a really big fear of dogs. So he brings his dog in to the meeting with him, and he's like walking it around her and stuff. I guess she had like maybe been attacked by one at some point. He's like, "Don't you love this dog? Do you want to pet my dog?" And she's just like freaking out. And he's just like an intimidation thing. He's like, he's just a dick, man. He's a different level. I, I I will probably catch a lot of hell for this. I do kind of like Putin's like personality. If he had no power in the Russian government, and he was just like some guy here in the U.S., I, me and him would probably get along. <laughs> this, this 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 these mind games that he plays, I love. But he he is a total teetotal piece of shit dictator, and the last five years have shown that. Yeah, but the dude does make me laugh. I mean, the the whole horseback riding with his shirt off, and the dude, the dude is golden meme material. This oh, man yeah. is just he's mm, he's wild. No, and, I completely disagree with everything he does morally. But you're right. Like as a man, I'm like, well, you know what? He's he's a lot more of a man than Biden, more than Trump, more than anybody we've had in a long time. So. You got to respect his style, at least for, you know, he gets what he wants. But from a libertarian standpoint, he's probably the opposite of what we want in the world, you know. Yeah, policy-wise, he's the exact opposite, yeah. For sure. Yeah. But Have you ever heard of uh, Soapbox Media? It's weird, man. It's it's on Instagram and stuff. You can look it up, but it's like, it's Russian state-funded media. But it's like all of these really leftist, um, like critical race theory and all pro-socialism stuff. And it's like really extreme leftism. But even Instagram tags it like this is Russian state propaganda. But there it's posting all this stuff and it's ridiculous because you see all the like American youngins, all the college kids and stuff just eating it up. And it's like, you know, Russia right now is a lot more capitalist than they used to be, of course. And uh, they probably don't even believe in those things, but you can tell. I mean, there's a propaganda war happening right now, just like in the last election. They're trying to get us to buy into socialism and shit, probably because they know it doesn't work. But uh, yeah, Soapbox Media, man, it's an interesting concept. Just they're working really hard to make Americans stupid. And it's probably. Uh, well, nobody's working harder to make Americans stupid than the Federal Education Department. So shit, man. True story. True story. Have you been uh, paying attention to the school choice fight? Yeah. So I have a couple of guys at work that I work with. um, I'll say work like five times here because I'm 
uh, I'm redundant and stupid, but uh, um, we we would just, these these gentlemen are uh, one is a uh, I would say he's a soft core Bernie bro, and I would say the other one probably is as well. Um, but we were discussing school choice, and his. So I was talking to him about it. He's never really heard the argument. And I said, why is it a bad thing to give people an option? And he went online and he found an article and that would that basically had a, a, an excuse for everything that I said. And I said, okay, but why? So, okay, so the guy that I really discussed this with was anti-religion. He's not an atheist. He's anti-religion he hates religion he says religion is stupid anybody believes it's stupid um and i said you know that's that's your opinion you can believe what you want to whatever but show me on the doll uh, where religion hurt you yeah yeah really show me show me show, show me on the doll where it touched you at exactly uh, um but we had this discussion and i said you know what is your problem with you know necessarily like, you know, you've got colleges that are HBUs, you know, historically black universities. I uh, said, so that's fine if they want to have that. You know, I don't want to force people into something like that. And I don't want to have white colleges and black colleges and Chinese or Asian colleges and, you know, Hispanic colleges. I mean, but if that's what they want, you know, if that's something that, you know, they get together and that's what they agree on, that's fine. But I said, what's the problem with, you know, uh, like, uh, Will Smith, you know, opening up a private high school or private, you know, uh, uh, just a private school in uh, Philadelphia that offers uh, top level education for black students in the Philadelphia area that, you know, maybe they maybe there's kids that go to school in Philadelphia that, you know, aren't getting the education that they need. And this would be an alternative for that. Uh, you know, an alternative for public schools. And he said, well, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't think that public dollars should go to private, uh, you know, basically corporations, for-profit corporations. I said, I agree with that. Um, but it really just, I mean, that's my only solution for, you know, the public education system being as broken as it is. And he says, well, wh- why don't we just pump more money into the public schools? I said, well, because it's not working. We can pump money all we want to, but as it's shown, the more money you pump into any government run anything, there's just more waste. They don't care that they're wasting money because uh, it's government funded and it will just be replaced. They don't have to perform. So with, with, school choice if these schools are doing poorly and students are not performing uh they're incentivized to do better why because if they stop doing well these kids will leave those schools exactly and they will not make money and so in which turn they will go under and become bankrupt and go out of business so they're incentivized monetarily to do better and i don't know about you i don't know about anybody else but I don't go to work because I enjoy what I do. I go to work because they're like, hey, we'll give you health insurance and give you money. And I'm like, okay. Sure, man. You got to pay the bills. If we if we were doing exactly what we really wanted to do, man, we'd probably both be doing this all day or something similar or going fishing or whatever. But yeah. 
Exactly, man. I saw this uh, really good tweet that Corey DeAngelis put out. It was a video. It was in the Nebraska State House or Senate. I can't remember. But the legislator was from a more urban district, and he was a black Democrat. And he was standing up there, and he was like, you know what? I've been against school choice for three years, but now I'm for it. And I have this argument to make. And he was talking to the white Democrats in the area, and he was like, and I guess most of them, he called them out, a few of them who send their kids to private school. And he was like, I'll vote against school choice if you guys send your kids to the public school in my district. And of course, like nobody's going to volunteer for that. He's like, you know, when you send your kids to my public schools in my district that my district kids have to go to, then I'll vote this down. But you're not going to do that. And he's like, that's why you got to give them a choice. We have to fix this system. (laughs) And you're right, man, pouring money into it. Like corporation maybe has profit with their excess. It turns into profit. Okay, maybe somebody's making a little money. Maybe some people get rich. I guess that's a bad thing in the left size. But when it's the government, it's wasted. That money is gone. It doesn't stimulate the economy. We don't get it back. It is just left to die. And that's that's the absolute worst. I can't believe people, you know, I don't know. I don't I don't get well, it. Man. So let's look at it like this. The price of a, a non-armored, a non-technically built out Humvee. So just the the frame, the seats, uh, motor, transmission, everything it needs to run. No armor, none of the, what is it, the the angel, the guardian system or any of that junk uh-huh. is put on there. The, the price tag on it, according to the research I've done, is about $400,000 for one Humvee. Yeah. It's a steel can that rattles your brains to pieces at 45 miles an hour. You would have been safer on the spaceship Columbia. Exactly. Exactly, man. They just don't care about money. And you know what else? I worked in transportation in the Air Force. I know you were in the Army. We'll get into all that, I'm sure, one of these days. But uh, (coughs) I was in Germany. Ramstein, Germany is like the largest aerial port hub for things that go downrange and come back from downrange. Well, what you realize when you're over there is like MRAPs and all that stuff are so expensive to transport that it's cheaper for them to just leave it, blow it up, burn it, break it down. They don't care, but they can't transport them back. So that's how wasteful they are. They'll literally ship all that stuff overseas, just leave it because they can't afford to get get it back. It's yeah, it's, it's, it, is, it is cheaper for them to replace it than to bring it back. Um, no, yeah, it, that's that's Army SOP. So when we finally pull out of Afghanistan, uh, there will be piles of rifles and Humvees, parts, MRAPs, all this shit. Abrams, because they're not bringing back to Abrams either. I don't give a shit what no. nobody says. They'll blow them up. They'll they'll uh, they'll have an A ten uh, target day and just yeah. blast them. And and then. Us, the taxpayers, will have to front the cost on another bullshit war, whether it's with Russia or North Korea or who, whatever you know, whatever minority we want to go after this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's who we'll go to the next war with, and we'll leave all that shit there and move on, buy new stuff, and go on. And it's it's wasteful, and it's basically, uh. 
so actually, I want to answer Randy. So Randy said, why not just bring him back and sell him? Well, the problem is, is they've decided that it's not cost effective to actually return the equipment. So the I can't remember what the cost on it is. Um, uh, Will might know better than me. Uh, but yeah, so sure. actually, so Randy uh, said he'd buy one. Uh, <laughs> but you can actually buy Humvees. You can't buy the MRAPs or the Abrams or whatever. But uh, if you go on like like some of the government surplus sites, some of the Humvees that have never left the states that have like eighty six miles on them, you can buy for like three grand with no doors. Hmm. Uh, so, so some of them won't have a top. Some of them won't have doors. But you can buy them for like three grand on auction, and you're basically getting it at a tenth of a penny on the dollar. Because uh, you know, we, like I said, we bought them for four hundred thousand dollars a piece. They're selling for three grand. And it's got like 86 miles on it. Uh, and if you're really excited about having all of your feelings rattled out of your skull at 45 miles an hour on the highway, then by <laughs> all means. So <laughs> that's just that's what you're saying to me, man. Though there's no corporation on this earth that can be that wasteful. You know what I mean? Just and people, all the left wants to, you know, talk crap about all the rich businesses and these giant corporations. Well, yeah, we've got some issues and a lot of it's corporatism and government involvement. We've got to talk about that. But the fact that nobody cares that all that money is just getting thrown away, literally thrown away. I mean, you got families struggling to pay, make ends meet, to pay their bills. And the government is just shooting money with warthogs and uh, thunderbolts and A-10s. You know, it's just we got to start caring about that stuff. Money matters, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, the amount of money that we spent in Afghanistan, we could have, if we had, yeah, corporations and banks do pretty much, uh, I would say in some ways they do, in some ways they don't. Um, lobbying, they definitely do. Uh, if you look, police, the, the police lobby is... N- and money is the only motivation for war. That's true. What's in money? And money is, yeah. I that's would pretty, assume so. That's pretty much all the wars we've had in a long, long, long time, for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, <clears throat> so let's stop down the conspiracy rabbit hole. Let's do uh, it. The CIA is interested in Afghanistan and has been for a long time because uh, Afghanistan's number one export officially, unofficially, whatever you want to call it is poppy. Mm -hmm. Poppy is then converted into heroin and is then sold for buku money. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then, so basically they're wanting to expand their drug empire. From crack in the ghettos in the United States, uh, and I assume they got into meth at some point, and they wanted into heroin, so they had to figure out, hey, Afghanistan, though. Oh, yeah. And you know, that's the thing, is that Afghanistan is so poor and always has been. If we did have a legal drug market in America and we decriminalized those things... It would probably start to become a really prosperous country if they can get their shit together because they're one of the only places in the world with that thriving of a, pop, a poppy market and, uh, you know, a place where it grows and grows well. Yeah, yeah Randy. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Randy's correct. It's all a game. Yep. Uh, it's 
basically they're playing chess and Americans are the pawns and they decide that their their power and their greed is far more important than us. Uh, and we see that on a day-to-day basis, whether whether we're at war or not. They're declaring war every single day on the American populace. You know, uh, They're like, well, you guys are not good enough to have menthol so we're gonna take those from you mm-hmm. we're we're gonna we're gonna take your guns because you know we really can't do what we want to do if you have guns so we're gonna take try and you know whittle those down until you have nothing uh freedom of speech yeah we don't really like you calling out our bullshit so we'll basically manipulate the mainstream media so we can make sure that we're able to say what we want to say and you kiss our ass. Uh, and I mean, and, and as far as that goes, I mean, there are actual news outlets that are calling for uh, uh, a review on the First Amendment. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, we'll have, to, we'll have to do a whole stream on that one. Good. Randy, yeah, take our smokes, and that's how I found the stream. Hey, <laughs> it's it's a good title, man. Uh, go to bed. Uh, uh, we were talking earlier, Randy, but before you come in here, uh, there somebody had redone the Gatson flag with a pack of Newports in the middle that says "Come and take them." So, I hope so. I hope it's a real fight. We can use this as an opportunity to get a lot of people on our side if we market it right and message right. But I hope people actually get pissed off and this isn't just another thing like the whole vape industry kind of went through this right a few years ago. And uh, they banned, I think, flavored vape cartridges from being sold in gas stations two, and stuff. It was like two years ago. It wasn't even that ago. long. Yeah, it was, it was 2019. So it was two years ago. Yeah. So um, 2020 doesn't even count, man. That's not even a real year. But, yeah. uh, you know, thank you. I thought that vapors would be mad and would be, you know, outraged and that it would be a much bigger deal than it has been. And really there wasn't near as much as I thought there would be. So I'm afraid that it's going to be just like that for menthol cigarettes, but hopefully we can get some people out of it, some wolves and some lions out of this to join our side and start seeing the truth and seeing what the government's actually doing. So this is going to, this is going to come off weird, but I kind of hope they go after all cigarettes. That way, you've got a really a bunch of pissed off smokers who can't get cigarettes now. <laughs> just, just, just hand them a rifle. Say, look, they're in DC. We'll be right behind you. Just give us a few minutes. You, they take off like Wiley Coyote into the distance. You see uh, dust trails behind them, and by the time we get there, they've they've leveled DC, and cigarettes are back on the menu. You're probably right, man. You know, there's nobody more pissed off than the smoker who hasn't had a cigarette. Yeah, so, so flavored shit, I understand. But yeah, mm, I, I don't think it matters. I, I really don't. I, if your kid is, so my opinion on, so I've got, I've got two boys. Uh, one's four and one's two. Um, basically, I've decided that if I catch one of them smoking as they get older, 15, 16, 17, whatever, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna castrate. Uh, basically, castrate them for it. Um, it's gonna be one of those things. Like, hey, 
if you want to waste all this money on that, by all means, I don't give mm-hmm. a shit. That's your problem. Uh, I'm not going to pay for it. That's your problem. Yeah, it's, uh, it's so much, you know, so much lower of a, so much less popular than it was 20, 30, 40 years ago. We have the information and they're more expensive, but we have the information. It's like, you don't have to, you know, shove it down people's throats these days. I feel like if you can read it, you know what it does to you. You might go through a stage. I went through a stage of smoking cigarettes, but uh, I don't now. I mean, it was a stage, you know, I don't think that, I think that most people, you know, see the light eventually. So I don't think, and clearly forcing them is not going to help anything. That's just going to get some, some lashing out. So Randy, here's my question for you, man. If you're still listening, what happens if you're a menthol smoker and they ban menthols? Do you quit smoking cigarettes or do you switch to normal non-menthol tobacco? What do you think most smokers are going to do in that situation? That is a good question. <clears throat> so I think I think personally for most of them, if they're if they like tobacco, they're addicted to the nicotine, they like the feeling, I'm assuming they're probably just going to switch to a different brand of cigarettes, different flavor. I don't think this is going to be some big public health, you know, miracle like they're marketing it as. Yeah. Probably quit. Huh. I don't know. <clears throat> so I, I think, uh, honestly, I do think I see a lot of people. Uh, okay. Yeah. So I, I do know people who are like that. That <laughs> Actually, it's funny. I, I know people that. Say, I only smoke when I drink, but they're always drinking. <laughs> yeah. He, he says he's not a daily smoker. But, uh, yeah, so I know people that say, I only drink when I smoke, or I only smoke when I drink, but they always drink. So, but, uh, yeah, I, I think I think you'll see, I think you will see a divide. Some people that are like, no, I cannot go to, like, Marlboro Reds or, like, a, a you know, Marlboro Blacks or something like that, you know, Camels. Uh when I when I was smoking back in the day, uh, and I was really just hating myself, uh, I would smoke uh, Lucky Strikes. I found this gas station up in Manassas, Virginia, like right just south of DC. The only gas station I could find that sold Lucky Strikes. I was like, "Yeah, old school, teach me." Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Let's kick it back to you know 1942, uh, World War II airborne." That's right. Uh, so, yeah, but some I, I see some people quit and be like, no, I'm not going back to, you know, regular cigarettes. Some people be like, I'll just, I'll switch over. I, I, I've seen a lot of people who can't. Uh, yeah, no, that's, we we actually did talk about this at the beginning of the stream about uh, a black market for menthols. You know, either people going to Mexico for them or Canada or they'll have them imported whatever i mean you can't you're not gonna keep this stuff out i don't care who you are who you how powerful you think you are uh somebody somewhere will find a way to make menthol cigarettes and sell them and people already roll their own left and right so now what they're going to start doing is selling menthol drops you know menthol little bubbles and you're going to just put those in the cigarettes you roll yourself there's going to be a way around this yeah there's i mean the drug war is working so well. So well. Let's ban, yeah, let's ban cigarettes. You know, the prohibition worked so well in the 20s. Oh, oh, it is the it is the uh, 2020s. So maybe this is our prohibition. Hey. Can I, can I buy a submachine gun now? 
I think that that's fair. I think that that's completely reasonable. Hey, all you ATF agents, Christopher has a great idea. What do you guys think? I have my FFL so they can kiss my ass. Yeah. Nice. Screw them. It's going to be the workaround. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's going to be a workaround no matter what. There will be a black market. What we also talked about is going to Canada and Mexico. You can get them from other places. Hell, getting them shipped China. China will probably ship some over. They'll get smuggled in. It's going to happen. The islands, all the Caribbean, those are big tobacco communities. They're going to have a lot of access to it. It's going to get in here. There's no way to keep that crap out if people actually want it. So where I'm at here in East Tennessee, a lot of people grew up, uh, you know, they would grow tobacco in their gardens, like in front of their house, chop it, mm-hmm. prep it, and then sell it for good money. That was like their, their going to town money and their, their go wild money. Uh, you know, nowadays that's their Dogecoin money. Uh, yeah. But, you know, people just go back to growing tobacco, fixing it themselves, rolling it and not giving a shit what the government says. And hey, I'm good with that if because you don't pay taxes on that. Exactly, man. You know, something we didn't even talk about in this is like, hey, that's a good question. But well, uh, this isn't even like the fact that it's an executive action. Like this isn't legislation. Like I'd be pissed off anyway if Congress did this. But the fact that this is an executive thing, that's a big issue to me. How how can this something just just happen that the president just decides I want to ban menthols? Are we there? So Randy had two good points. Uh, he wondered if people will just move to Puerto Rico, and if what's the law on tobacco growing? Uh, so first off, the Puerto Rico thing, where Puerto Rico is still technically a U.S. territory, if it is federally passed, it It'll falls to our colonies. Yeah, because uh, Puerto Rico is still technically, I don't give a shit what they want to call it. It's a colony. Uh, and so, so basically they're, they're wanting to do to the FDA what they did to the ATF. So the ATF will just manufacture changes in, into gun laws and say, Hey, arm braces are, uh, they're illegal this week. Exactly. But exactly. then a week down the road, you've got a pistol with, uh, an arm brace and like a sight and you know 25 different attachments and it's a pistol or you've got a rifle that's too short but it doesn't have a a, a buttstock so it's a pistol and they they will absolutely fuck this up they, and yeah. it will become the most ungodly thing just like the ATF regulation on firearms uh but also uh Randy uh what's the law on tobacco growing uh i would say it's perfectly legal up until somebody finds out about it. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know what the law is. Uh, I really don't know. I would assume it's state to state or it's an FDA regulated item and an ATF regulated item because it's the American terrorist federation. Uh, but they, they say that it's alcohol, tobacco and firearms and explosives, but they're the American terrorist federation. But, uh, That's right. yeah, I have, I have no idea what the law is. I could look it up. But it it would probably take me 16 hours to read through all the bullshit legislation that would be on the ATF and the FDA's websites. And I'm going to do some research on that. That's a good question. I never wanted to grow tobacco, so I never thought about it. But now I might be in the menthol cigarette business now that we're talking about it. There's an opportunity here. 
Yeah, it's it's gonna be big. It's gonna be big dollars. That's right. Hell yeah. Yeah. So so Will's gonna he's immediately gonna just leave the podcast because he's become a millionaire overnight selling menthols to people. Oh yeah, I'll call it not Newport. It'll be Tuport round two. <laughs> Tuport. <laughs> That's pretty good. I'm gonna go ahead and get a patent going and uh, copyright that ASAP. Uh, new Newports before Randy steals it. Yeah, Randy. He's like, mm. get up. My cigarettes is pretty good <laughs> up until I found out how easy it is to sell cigarettes or make cigarettes. Let's see. There you go. See, just like those camel crushes, exactly. All you got to do is put those things in the ones you roll, the drops. I know for um, like head shops and stuff, I've never been in one. I don't even know what a head shop is. But no, I'm just kidding. They show, they'll sell like flavor drops and stuff. You can put on blunts and, and joints and stuff, you know, let them dry and it flavors it. So it's all pop and circumstance, man. All this band is going to do is is absolutely nothing. Make a, What's a blunt. I have no idea. It's, um, I think it's like something like a, like a dictionary or an encyclopedia, maybe like in between. Is it, is it like a, a like a blunt object? Well, like a, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it is. That's all I'm talking about. The marijuana. I got my CBD pin here. It's pretty nice. Yeah, I'm sure it's I'm CBD. I can get anything I want. I've got a dispensary literally right across the street from my house. It's pretty Yo, awesome. I'm. <clears throat> Uh, I'm, I'm split, like, on really where I want to move to. Uh, what was it? Minnesota uh, banned all federal legislation on firearms. And then Oregon has decriminalized all drugs. So I'm, I'm torn. I want to move to uh, Oregonia, like Oregonia. like Minnesota and Oregon combined. So can we, can we make that thing? That, does that include... Does that like include the NFA and like automatic firearms, or is that just going forward? I think that's just going forward. Hmm. But if they can make it like retroactive, That'd I mean, we'll, we'll look. Look, well, let's just do this. If they if they can make it retroactive, uh, we'll buy some some dapper suits. We'll buy the the funny nineteen twenties hats, oh, yeah. and we'll we'll move up there buy some Thompsons with the uh, the drum mags, and uh, we'll we'll start our illegal uh, menthol Marlboro operation. Man, screw podcasting! You got a you got a real idea there. That sounds like that's a money maker. I know a guy who who runs trucks. He runs semis, so. Well, I mean, we cut him in for enough, like five hundred thousand a year. He's all he's on board. We'll we can easily make. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll 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 be kingpins in the underground cigarette world. Oh hell yeah, man! Minnesota be the menthol capital of America. <laughs> menthol. Uh, we'll we'll call it Menthalia. Menthalia. <laughs> menthol soda. I love it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, menthol soda. Yeah, because you know what's actually really funny is. Have you ever been to North Carolina? Oh, uh, yeah. All the major cities are named after tobacco companies. Did you ever notice that? I've been to Raleigh. Charlotte. Raleigh, that's true. Yeah, Raleigh, Durham. Raleigh, Durham. Uh, Salem. You got Winston, Salem. Yep. You've got uh, Marlboro, North Carolina. Huh. You've got, uh, uh, there's, dude, pretty much if there's a cigarette company out there, I think there's a name for it in North Carolina. That's awesome. 
Yeah, it is, it's pretty funny. Uh, my mom used to live in North Carolina for years and years and years. And uh, I would go there in the summers and we would do the summer camp thing. And they would like explain why uh, North, Carolina, <laughs> North Carolina had cities named after tobacco companies. And because for over 100 years, they were basically the number one exporter in the world for tobacco. Hell yeah. It's a big part of your heritage. I mean, that's something to be proud of. And why would we want to kill that now by banning half of their products and half of their market? I think that's ridiculous, man. <laughs> Randy. North Carolinians should be real pissed about this crap. <laughs> Randy said never had an Asheville smoke. Uh, that sounds like a cigarette you've already smoked. Asheville. <laughs> exactly. I mean, they, they, don't, they don't make the cigarettes, but they, they smoke them. Yeah. yeah, it sounds like they've they've already smoked all the cigarettes. So Asheville. Oh, that's good. Well, <clears throat> we're coming up on hard time here. Uh well, anything you want to plug tonight? Uh if you guys uh want to follow Toklahoma, it's a uh, cannabis friendly page in Oklahoma that I started about four years ago. My friend Tracy Gould is running it now, though. I'm gonna be on a podcast on that today that we filmed last Sunday. And I uh, also plug Not a Real Libertarian on that, too. So if you guys follow that, uh, I always want to plug Oklahoma Libertarian Party. We're doing huge things. We're trying to grow and get this movement moving. So other than that, no, I'm good. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on tonight. And uh, be free. Be free. See you, Chris. And uh, you can pry these menthols out of my cold cold dead hand. (laughs) Come and take them. Oh, All right, see y'all later. See ya.